Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Hello, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty, and to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407 406- 566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So we're almost to the end of February, if you can believe it. And um, just right around the corner, just a couple days will be March already, which hardly seems possible, but obviously it is. And so um, looking at the stats in regards to what's going on in real estate, um, houses are coming on the market and everything. The inventory is actually decreasing a little bit when I'm looking at it this week. But um, basically, houses are selling, and so that's always a good thing. The single-family homes, um, 400 of them sold last week, up from 300 the week before. So that's always a good thing. The median price of a single-family home went down to 385 It was at 400 the week before. So as you guys know, this if you listen to the show a lot, this kind of goes up and down, but we're kind of hovering between like 375 and four and a quarter um, every week. It's a little bit different. And when I'm talking about stats um, overall year to year, you're going to see that that's really true in everything and where we're at. The um, inventory went down by 119 units, and so that's at 41.34 now. Um, looking at those 400, how they kind of shake down, under 250, and these are single-family homes, there were 45 of them. 250 to 300, there were 42. 300 to 400, 120. 70 between 400 and 500. 100 between 500 and a million, and 19 over a million. Last week, the um, months of inventory is sitting right at 2.39, and it's basically um, about 1.5 to 1.8 under 400,000, and then 400 to 500 goes to 2.7, 500 to a million goes to 3.18, and over a million is sitting at 5.26. So that's what's going on um, in regards there. When you're looking at the ask, to um, the list price to sale price, you're at 96.69. Um, as usual, the begin, the lower priced ones and the higher priced ones have a little bit more room. Under 250, it's at 94.23. And over a million, it's at 94.64. And then all the rest of them are right around 97% of asking. So that's basically, you know, what it comes down to for the single family homes in what we're looking at here. When we're looking at the condos, townhomes, and villas, there were 123 of those that sold last week, and it was 107 the week before. The median price um, there increased to 271. I think it was around 250 the week before, if I remember correctly. And the inventory there went down by 20, so it's sitting at 1472. So when we're looking at them, they're sitting at 2.76 months of inventory versus 2.39 of the single family homes. So pretty similar. 97.52 of asking price, whereas the single family homes was at 96.69. So it's actually really close. And when you're breaking down um, where those 123 sales came from, 54 were under 250. 250 to 300 were 16. 300 to 400 were 33. 400 to 500 was 12 and seven of them over a million. So that's actually 
Um, no, seven of them were 500 to a million and only one over a million. I was thinking that's quite a few condos over a million that we haven't seen for a while, but I was just looking at the wrong column there. So basically when you're looking at it, that kind of gives you an idea in regards to what's going on in the, the stats and everything. And there was an article that came out this week that was talking about the U.S. owners lost equity, but not many Floridians. And so that's really a great thing. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. In order to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So what I was saying right before um, I did that, that reset there, letting you guys know what you're listening to, is that basically U.S. owners overall lost equity last year, but not very many Floridians. And that is totally true in our area. When I was looking at the median prices, um, basically January year over year from January of 2021 to 2023, we went from 275000 to 335000 Now, I told you that the the median price of a single family home was roughly 385 and so you might say well this is quite a bit lower and it is because this is everything all together this includes condos townhouses villas and single family homes whereas when I'm giving my original stats and everything that we're talking about at the beginning every week it's broken down. And like I always say, you know, you've got to break down specific neighborhoods and types of products and all of that kind of stuff in order to really get a good, accurate view of what's going on. So this is overall that um, between um, 335, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong year. So in January of 2021, the median price of everything was 275000 January of 2022 went to 335,000, which was up 21.8%, which is, you know, obviously pretty huge. So from 22 to 23, it went from 335 to 350, which went up 4.5%. So we're still increasing, whereas the overall country is down 5%. So we're um, up 4.5% year over year. And um, so we're actually doing really good. Now, I was looking at the average price because that's a little bit different as well. And the average price went up 14.4% from 21 to 22. And then it went up 13.5% from 22 to 23. So when you average those out, it came out between like 1% difference between the average and the median prices in regards to what they were doing. So I always look at the median price because I think that that's a much better gauge in regards to what's going on with when you line everything up end to end and then you pick the one that's right in the middle that's the median whereas the average can be skewed if there's more lower end houses that are sold or if there's more higher end houses that are sold so that's why I always look at the median just so you guys know but um, basically when you're looking at the different areas that had the highest increases you know overall is number one was Miami um, in the country 
and that was at 19.7% in the last year. Um, Sarasota was up 17.8%, and then Lakeland was up 16.9%. And it basically says here of the top 10 equity higher metro areas, Florida had six of the 10 areas. So, you know, you're always hearing that people are moving to Florida, and that's keeping our prices right where they should be. And so we're always happy about that. The drop in equity um, basically is is down, you know, overall in the country. And most of the places that are down, the top five that are down is San Francisco was number one. Oakland, right outside of San Francisco, was number two. San Jose, again, outside of San Francisco, was number three. Um, New York City was down. And then Seattle and Boise, Idaho were the ones that were the top five in regards to where they took losses. So we're, we're really holding strong here, holding good. And that's why I'm always saying real estate is local and you have to look at local in what's going on in, in our area and then what's going on in your town, in your zip code, in your subdivision, and on from there. Year over year, um, the suburbs actually rose and the cities went down, which isn't necessarily a big surprise in regards to what you're hearing and rural homes actually increased 8.5 percent so that's one thing that happened and um, the total homes owned by millennials rose by 26.7 percent generation x they took 18.4 percent of an increase and the baby boomers were actually up 12.9 percent from where they were and the um, silent generation is down and I would imagine that most of those people are in their 80s and stuff and so as a result of that they're downsizing and going to other places and not necessarily owning their own homes. Basically a lot of this stuff makes sense but when you're looking at it and you're just looking at a stat you think oh well what does that really mean and so we try to unpack it a little bit for you and give you um, you know really what's going on. So in order to get in touch with us call 407-566-2555 Find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll be back after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407 566 2555. That's 407-566-2555. So there was a study done, and this was actually done by United Van Lines. So um, everybody doesn't use United Van Lines. So this is just the people that they helped move in and out of Florida. And they wanted, they, you know, asked them why they were moving in and why they were moving out and everything. And basically, when it comes down to it, the people that use these movers generally have an income of 150000 or more that use them. And um, so there are more movers with an income under 75000 and that kind of stuff, but they don't use this kind of mover. So this is just the people that... Um, use this moving company and everything that are kind of making that amount of money is basically what happened. But what they found is that there were more people moving to Florida than out, which just kind of goes along with all of our studies and everything that we've been talking about. And basically, um, 38% of the people that they worked with were relocation, 
relocating because of retirement. So that was a pretty huge number. But again, you have to remember who you're talking about. It's not the guy that's going to run a U-Haul and come across town. This is somebody that's going to have everything packed up and moved professionally and all of that from one state to another. And so that's what the scoop is on that. But a lifestyle change was 28%. That, so that was right there as well, were the top reasons of why people were moving. And then when they were looking at why people are moving away, the number one reason is moving for family, and that was 46%. And that does not surprise me at all. We run into that all of the time. I tell people all the time that a lot of times people will come here for two years and then they will move back. And 90% of the time, it feels like it's for family, but I guess that according to these moving companies, it was actually 46%. But again, that's about half of the people that are moving out of state is because they're moving for family. You know, maybe when they moved here, they didn't have any grandchildren or anything, and then they do, and they want to go and spend time with the grandchildren when they're first born. And then a lot of times maybe they had grandchildren, but now they're getting to the age where they're in different activities and sports or dance or something like that. And they want to see what they're doing there. And so there's a lot of moving that happens for family as a result of that. New jobs was 28% of the people that moved. So people 46 plus 28, that's um, over 75% of the people are close to 75 right around there. I guess it's not quite 75%. Um, we're moving just for those two reasons of when people are moving out. So I thought that that was, um, you know, just an interesting tidbit to have there, a little bit of trivia if you're doing a contest sometime that you might need to know that. Another um, thing that I found uh, out there that people moving to Florida is that they're finding that a lot of New Yorkers that are coming to Florida are coming for jobs, but not just retirement due to tax issues, security concerns, and Florida's ease of living. And, you know, I moved here from Chicago over 20 years ago, 20 I moved in 2020, so uh, 23 years ago is when I moved here. And basically, um, it was for the weather. I mean, that was the main thing. I had friends down here and thought that, you know, why not now? And so I went ahead and did that, and that was always great. But these are billionaires, um, so every every financial group is moving to Florida that can for different reasons and different things and all of that. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have them because it keeps our economy strong. It gets good people here. And what's not to like about that? I mean, I think that's awesome. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So one thing that happened this week is that FHA loans are now going to cost about $117 less per month. Now, I believe that this is only for new homes, not for, not new, new homes, but for a new loan is basically what it is. Um, I was trying to figure that out, but from what I can see is that it looks like a new person that's doing it. There is a law out there that requires that the money that goes into FHA's capital reserve is, um, has to be at least 2%. 
And after 2022's annual report, they found that they were at 11% capital reserve, which was 9% above the requirements. So as a result of that, they've lowered them. And um, the reduction is going to benefit about 850,000 borrowers um, over the coming year. And so at an average um, median home price of 467000 which is what it is for the country, that's going to save $117 per month for somebody that's buying an FHA-financed um, home. So that's huge when it comes down to it. Um, a lot of times people getting an FHA loan, though, are on the lower end. And so... Um, that's going to be about 67 per month if you're going to buy something that's in that roughly um, 250 or 260 range that you're going to save an $800 a year or $67 a month. So regardless, that's going to allow people, even with the interest rates being higher than they what they were a year ago, that you're still going to be able to get somewhat of a lower price just on this FHA ruling and everything right now. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of people go conventional is because FHA has been in the last few years a little bit more expensive because of that um, fee that they charge onto the loan. So that's actually going to be reduced quite a bit. Um, it's still going to be well over what it has to be, but it's actually coming down quite a bit. So that's good news for all of you that are considering getting a loan. And from my understanding on something that I read, I don't necessarily see it in this article, but it said that it was going to be starting in mid-March. So if you're in process of getting a loan now, it might be something that you might want to ask about for sure if you're getting an FHA loan. And then, um, you know, just obviously from this point forward, that's going to be something that helps. So like we've talked about in the last few weeks, you know, with the interest rates coming down from where they were uh month or two ago or a couple months ago that um, actually was saving like $157 in your pocket. Now we've got another, you know, roughly hundred bucks. We'll just say that that's going to save on your payment too. So all of those things together are making homes more affordable, not necessarily making it so that the houses are going to go up or down, but definitely making that your house becomes affordable to more people, which is obviously a good thing. Another thing that I saw this week that's going on is that lawmakers are looking at um, changes to save our homes, that they're looking at um, doing that. And with that, what they're going to do is that they're going to look at um, having bigger savings for homeowners and all of that. Um, the, that that comes with a, a double side that you need to look at because a lot of times when people are looking at homes, they're looking at what the taxes are and thinking that that's going to be their taxes. And that is not necessarily true at all because when a property is resold, it resets. Now, if you are in a home and you've got homesteaded, you can port some of that homestead to your next house. And so they, they did create that quite a while ago. It's pretty complicated to figure out exactly what it is. So when somebody's ever in question in that, the thing that I suggest that you do is you actually call the property appraiser's office and find out what that's going to do for you and your home, because it really makes a huge difference. You know, you'll know, they'll look at where you're at now and what you've got from the Save Our Homes, and then they'll be able to translate what that 
that's going to mean for the next property that you go in. And that's really what's important. So you can't try to figure it out yourself. The best thing to do is to find out, uh, you know, from the actual property appraiser in regards to, um, you know, what the scoop is for that particular home. But in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com, and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407 566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So one of the things that I thought would be great to talk about is that when you're buying a home and really, you know, the mortgage is something that really is something that people look at. And, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of people that are surprised that they that they don't qualify or wonder why they don't qualify or whatever. And I was talking to a couple earlier this week and we were, you know, they're going to be first time home buyers, and they were really looking at, you know, what they need to do in order to get ready to buy. So the thing is, is that, you know, for a lot of people that their credit score might be a little bit low, there might be a really simple solution of what you could do to get it higher. For example, um, this gentleman that I was talking to, his credit score was in the high 500s. And the reason that it wasn't any higher is because he really didn't have credit. It wasn't that he had bad credit. It's just that he didn't have credit. So when they didn't know how he was going to Um, behave in the marketplace and everything per se they didn't know exactly you know what you know what to do with them so your credit score is low as a result of that Um, and then um, his fiance when they were looking at her credit score hers was you know in the low 600s and everything and she had a car loan that she pays on time and everything and then she had a credit card that was a $500 limit and she was always spending about that $500 on it. And so as a result of that, if she had just, you know, kept it under 50% of what her credit limit was, then that would have a huge impact on her credit score. So they have all of these um, tools and everything that lenders use today that they can go in and, and do this. If your credit was this, then this is what your score would be, you know, kind of a pretty good idea. And it's not 100% accurate, obviously, but it comes out pretty good. So when you're looking at that, there's a few things that you need to know um, when you're looking for a home. And when you're wondering, you know, what is a lender looking for? And the first thing that they're looking for is the stability of your income. So they want to know that it's consistent and that it's coming in, you know, day in and day out. And that's going to make a huge difference. You know, obviously, they want to know what your employment history is, you know, that you've stuck with where you're working and been consistent in that as well. And generally, what they're looking for is at least the last last two years that you've been consistent. Now, you don't necessarily have to have the same job, but it has to be in the same industry, making about the same amount of money, if not more, and that kind of thing is what they're looking at. And they're not looking at, they don't like it when you jump jobs all the time. You know, it's like if you've had a change in the last couple of years, that's not a problem. But if you've had five changes in the last couple of years, then they're not really excited about that. Usually it seems like 
What they're also looking at is they're looking for the monthly debt payments, the credit card bills, the car loans, et cetera, um, in relation to your income. Well, there's two scores that they're looking at. They're looking, or not scores, but they're looking at two ratios. One of the ratios is how much um, your your house payment is going to be, and that's the first ratio. And then the second ratio is what your overall debt is. And, um, you know, for both FHA, conventional, VA, you know, they all have different regulations in regards to you can spend X, to X amount on housing and then X amount on everything. And so if you have too much debt that's outside of housing, that's going to cut down on the amount that you can spend on the house because they want to make it so that you can win, that you're actually going to, you know, be able to afford your house and that they don't take it back. And obviously when I'm looking at the stats and everything, like we're looking at like we do um, every week. And on here, it does have the foreclosures and short sales and that kind of stuff that were on there. And out of the 400 houses that sold last week in our market, there were only um, two of them that were foreclosures and there were zero short sales. So it tells you that our market is, you know, that the lenders have been doing a really good job in making sure that people were qualified for their houses. And there are situations where unfortunately foreclosures or short sales happen, but because our inventory, because our market has increased so much, many times people, you know, when they're heading down that path that they aren't able to pay their payments and they're really falling behind and everything like that, they can actually sell their house for more money than what they thought and put some money in their pocket and not have to go through that foreclosure process. And if you can avoid that, I would say that that was definitely your best thing to do. And, um, you know, we're always here to, to at least you know, look at the situation with you if that's something that is of a concern of you. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And if you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So going back to what the lender is looking for, we were talking about your monthly death debt payments that we spent a little bit of time on that. And they want to make sure that you're on time with um, your payment of rent and utilities, that that's something that you do. They want to know how much money you save and how much you have saved, the type of mortgage that you're considering, the type of value of the property that you want to buy, type and value, and the amount from the down payment that you plan to make. So those are things that you want to do too. But there are mistakes that you can make when you've gotten your pre-approval that I, that I found this sheet that I thought was really great for you to actually look at. And it's things that could put your mortgage at risk. And the first one is after you're in process of getting a mortgage that you might change a job. And that's because when you do do that, it's not necessarily a problem. But usually when you do do that, they need to see your paycheck that you've received after you've changed the job. So if you change the job in the middle of the mortgage process and then, um, you know, you're going to work maybe a week or two before um, the end of the pay period's done and then you have to wait another few days or a week or whatever to actually get that paycheck, that could be a three-week time from when you start 
your new job and you get your paid your paycheck, even if it's a biweekly pay payroll. So they really want to see that paycheck to see that you're definitely going to do it. And sometimes they want to see two of them. So if you get paid weekly, obviously that's going to be, you know, an easier way to show them two paychecks. But if it's biweekly, that's going to expand it. And if it's monthly, it's going to even be more difficult. So that's why they say do not change jobs in the middle of the process. The next one, it says, don't buy a new car, truck, van, or RV, or any kind of a motor vehicle when it comes to it, um, let alone a boat or something like that, like a big expense, because it's going to mess with your debt to income ratio. So they just basically say you're better off in the middle of your of when you're getting a loan. Don't go ahead and do these extra things that might do something to your debt to income ratio that you didn't expect to do. And don't spend money set aside for closing. If you've got money that you have for your down payment, obviously you don't want to spend that on something else. We've had different situations where a couple of people have done that kind of thing. Don't make one late payment on anything, which is really important on lenders. Don't buy furniture or appliances. This is a big thing that people think, oh, I'm buying a new house. I need to go out and buy this stuff. You need to really wait until you have that property and then go do it afterwards because, again, you don't want anything messing with your ratios or anything that you're going to do on that. And don't initiate any inquiries into your credit. That's another thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to make any large deposits before checking with your mortgage loan originator to see what makes sense. And you don't want to change bank accounts and you don't want to co-sign on a loan for anyone. So these are just kind of common sense things that, that when you're getting a loan that, you know, we, we talk about every once in a while, but I just thought it was another, you know, good time to bring it up again. You just want to keep everything really consistent while you're going through the process and then you'll have everything done the way that you want it to when it's time to close. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. And now here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from your home sold, Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So basically, um, I wanted to go over our free report that I have this week. And this one is called How to Sell the Place You Call Home. And in order to get this report, what you have to do is just go ahead and call eight. Well, you can call our office. You could call that anytime. But if you just want to um, not talk to anybody and get a free recording, it's 833-535-8081, extension 1013. And um, then we'll just leave your email address or address and we'll get it right off to you. You don't have to talk to anybody or anything like that. But you can always call the office for our free reports as well if you want to get one. So this one is, again, called The Empty Nester, How to Sell the Place That You Call Home. And um, basically, there's, um, you know, a total of nine things on here that tells you what you should do, which, of course, we never get to everything on our report. But I want to make sure that if you want it, you can get it. But um, basically a lot of times when people are downsizing and, and sometimes people will actually upsize, um, when they're, they're getting done, um, after they're, 
they're done raising their kids because their kids are ha- are getting married and having more kids and all that kind of thing and they actually want more more space so you come into people that either want more or want less so we run into both scenarios so basically um, the number one thing of what you want to do is you want to know why you're selling and what's important to you in getting that home sold that's really the most important thing that you need to know inside what's going on with you and that's one of the first questions that we ask every seller really is why are you selling and what's important to you in getting that home sold and sometimes you know um, we'll share it with everybody and sometimes we won't it just kind of depends on what the situation is and all of that if it's to our advantage and we can do it and everybody's in agreement let's tell everybody then we obviously will. And if it's not to our agreement to tell everybody, then obviously we don't. So um, it all comes down to making sure that we make the right decision. The next thing it says here is to do your homework before setting a price. And this is really, really important. You know, as I was talking about very early in the show of our stats and everything of what's going on in the market today. And it does come down to really being hyper local in regards to what's going on in your area and all of that to know before you set your price. So you definitely want to know, make sure that you're doing your homework on that. A year ago, um, people were just kind of saying, hey, I want to sell my house for this price. And it might be twenty or 30000 more than anybody had ever sold a house in that neighborhood before. And you could do it. But you can't do it today. Um, today, the inventory is higher. So you've got more competition. And you really have to look at comparing, you know, kind of how one house is presenting itself and how another house is presenting itself. You know, today, a lot of people look online at pictures to see really if they're even going to go look at a house. I mean, I have uh, one buyer that I'm working with that they're like, well, I want to see every house that we, you know, look at before I you know, I want to look at them online before we go look at them. And they can't do that on every house because we have a lot of off-market houses that we show as well. So there's no way that you're going to be able to see all those off-market houses, the inside of them before you go in them. That's kind of the purpose, right, is to go in them. So, um, and then many times they go into a house, everybody does, and they go, boy, this house just doesn't even look like the pictures. Now, sometimes it doesn't look like the picture's good, and sometimes it doesn't look like the picture's bad. So you just definitely want to make sure that um, you do the homework in setting a price in knowing that it's the, the right price for your home to get the most people in there. We have actually have a pricing strategy. And one of the things that we look at and that we explain to you that shows you that if your house is at market value, you're going to get about 60% of the people that would buy your house into it. If it's below market value by 15%, you're going to get about 90% of the people in there that could buy your house into it. So, and if you're 15% above asking price, you're going to get about 15% of the people that could buy your house into it. So price is really sensitive in doing it. And that's where you kind of run a risk sometimes when you overprice your house to begin with, because that it comes down to that you're going to find that you're going to have um, extra fees and, and all of that kind of stuff. Your house is going to sit on the market and 
Unfortunately, when it sits on the market, so many of these sites to tell you, hey, this house has been on the market X amount of days. And so then people automatically have a judgment that, oh, what's wrong with it? Or it's overpriced or something like that. And that's really why it is so important that we do price the property properties properly. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So also going on with our report that again, our report is Empty Nester, How to Sell the Place You Call Home. And in order to to get this report, all you have to do is call 833-535-8081 and extension 1013, and um, we'll get it right off to you. That's at 833-535-8081, extension 1013, and we'll get it right off to you. So um, next on our list is um, maximizing your home sales potential, and that's one of the things that we do, obviously, is with professional photos, but we kind of have to stage it a little bit and staging it just from the standpoint of having one room means one room. You know, it's like if it's, you know, when I, um, when I was my first property that I had, you know, it's like I had lived there a while and in my bedroom, I had my, you know, um, exercise thing, I had my desk, and then I had my bed and everything. So I was actually using that room for three different things instead of just the one thing. And as a result of that, um, it made people think that you didn't have enough room because I was utilizing that one room for three things. So you definitely want to make sure that you do the right thing when it comes to there. Um, You want to make it easy for people to get information on your home. And so that's one of the things that we do um, as well, that it goes out to so many sites, to so many places, you know, doing snail mail, doing email, doing, um, you know, online, doing offline, you know, all of those things to make sure that your house can be sold, can be shown, um, as well as, you know, having the sign in the yard so that you can actually know that the house is for sale. I know there's so many people that want to keep it a secret that their house is being sold, but basically the bottom line is is that the more people that know about it and that you can get into it that makes a big difference, then that's going to make a big difference in your pocket. And so I'm a firm component of doing everything. But we're coming to the time in the show where I have to get into our house of the week. So again, in order to get this free report, you call 833-535-8081, extension 1013, and we'll get it off to you. But our house of the week is actually a property that is um, 4,200 square feet. So it's a bit uh, a decent sized house, um, four bedrooms, four and a half bath, um, has its own private pool. And then it's actually in a community too. It's in Davenport. Um, in this community, they do have a golf course. So it's a really nice place to, to do all of that kind of stuff. You um, are actually on the hill here. It's in a Mediterranean style home. And it's um, actually what they call a courtyard home. So when you're pulling up to the house, you've got a very stately entrance. But then once you go actually into those front doors, 
you actually see the pool and you've got a guest house and you've got all that stuff that's kind of right there, but it's kind of a grand entrance after you've gone through the grand entrance of the front. Um, This particular home has a three-car garage. Like I mentioned, it's actually up on top of a hill. So you've got a real nice vista and everything that you see as a result of it. So it's it's a great property, four-bedroom, four-and-a-half bath, 4,200 square feet. And if you want more information, just go ahead and give us a call. But in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And we will see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.